Um, I'm a dumb cat because I never actually formally introduced you guys because there's going to be people listening. If they, it's something that someone said to me the other day, like, dude, you need to put introductions at the start. No, it's not even someone said to me the other day. People yeah. have been saying it since this fucking thing started. It was easy at the start because it was just three people constantly, yeah? But then mm-hmm. again, you try and introduce someone to a new podcast. It's like, who are these cunts? No one gives yeah. a shit. Yeah, true. Yeah, so basically, um, who are you again? <laughs> My name is Matthew. <laughs> Date of birth, home address, email address, and how did you hear about the podcast? Star sign. <laughs> you know what I mean? uh, Aquarius. Um, <laughs> You're just a dickhead. Throw one. <laughs> All right, man. <laughs> you got Matt and we've got Lawyer, lawyer Y. Lawyer Y. Over here, my lad, Matt. For the, for the following presentation does not represent Australian opinion or intellect. Fake news, man. Fake news. Are you so sick? Hey, hey, get me out. Are you Muslim? Yeah. He should have been slapped as a child. He's a poor, poor, poor little freak rat who's probably been treated like a prince. I'm, I'm not a crook. I earned everything I but got. You also had people that were very fine people on both sides. I sent an email um, at work. I've got, like, there's me, and then there's my counterpart in Sydney, yeah? And then there's, like, another supply dude in Sydney, in Parramatta. And they're all Greeks. Because I'm only new, one of the guys introduced me to the dude in Parramatta via email. We, we sent, like, one bloke who I've been communicating with the last, uh, like, a couple of weeks. He CC'd me into a conversation with, like, another supplier. And he's like, oh, hey, George, this is Dim. Yeah, he's a, he's a dude in Victoria. Because we're the three uh, Greek amigos now. Like, we've come on board. And we just went back and forth with a few, like, wog jokes and shit. And I said something like... Man, you know how Greeks are. We rock, one of us rocks up, then invites the entire family, then he'll marry a third cousin of someone else, and before you know it, they've got a local soccer team FC out of Yiddish or something. <laughs> <laughs> it's the same with Arabs, man. You go to a beach for 10, 15 years, 20 years, then property prices change, and all of a sudden you go to the beach and there's a fucking marquee set up with like an adyale going like a shisha and like full fucking families just dancing around <laughs> it, sitting there smoking, taking up all the room. Eating their, <laughs> eating their ragi and um, the cheese. What cheese? Halloumi. Halloumi and the, the watermelon. Oh, oh yeah. Fucking by the, the, the beach. The Cypriots eat um, feta and fucking watermelon. Greeks don't usually do. I think if you're on an island, you do. I think that's like an ethnic thing. Yeah. Um. Oh, what was I saying? Oh, fucking. Do you, do you call, what do you call that cheese? The, the cheese that we just spoke about? Uh, like in my language? Yeah. How would you pronounce it if you were calling it something? We would say Gupta. You would say Gupta? Yeah. Okay. Man, I had an Iraqi, I dealt with an Iraqi truckie uh, yesterday. Yeah. Yeah? I never met him before, right? So, look, man, I've been in logistics 15 years, man. So For sure, yeah. It's the same run. You meet the dudes. And me, they used to call me the, the interpreter or the translator, yeah, because I always mm. used to dump all the fobs with me that couldn't speak English. Yeah. I was the only one with patience to actually talk to people, right? <laughs> yeah, but man, logistics 101 is be friendly with everyone that rocks up initially. Yeah. Yeah, because then... Yeah, the see them on another job site, and they might, you might need them to do you a favour, like, mm. you know, someone might be on a fork or something. Or when they come around and they know that you're on the level, yeah, they'll treat you with respect straight off the bat. They'll do things that they normally wouldn't do at other sites, and they might... But I feel like you should do that regardless of in anywhere you are. Of course. I'm just saying, yeah. if you're in a building and you've got the white-collar heads at the top, yeah, they yeah, don't yeah, talk yeah. to the mid-level dudes or the lower dudes. Exactly, yeah. And they, they don't understand why, mm. you know, forkies would or truckies will treat me with respect, but they yeah. talk shit like that. Exactly. So this dude, man, like, rocks up, start talking shit, and um, 
Oh, what did he say? It was, it was, I think we started talking about the soccer for some reason. I can't remember why. Was he ethnic? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was. I can't remember how we got into that conversation here. Yeah. You're a freak. <laughs> Straight off the bat. Like, and the obvious. Um, and I said, where are you from? And he said, Iraq. I'm like, oh, yeah, cool. And we started talking. And we were talking about, yeah, it was, it got, it was wrecked because he got up to watch the Iraqi um, qualifiers. Yeah. Mm. Did you watch it? Recently. Like two days ago or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. But, um, yeah, you smashed him. Mm. And I was laughing like Cambodia. Like He's like, yeah, no, it's stupid. That was the stuff. first game that was played at home in like seven years. <laughs> seven, eight years. So like that was a huge more thing for the Iraqis. Yeah. It was more than that? Yeah, more than that. Yeah, we were talking about it for like ages, man. And um, then he was saying how now you're in the same group as Iran and Bahrain, I think. Yep. And like, yeah, yeah. they've like gotten, they beat Iran. Yeah. Like at home or something, like 1 0. Mm. Like a massive deal, man. Yeah, yeah and he was well. losing it. Yeah. And I, started, I go, and he said he was talking about Cambodia and they were playing. I said, Cambodia? He goes, yeah, man, it was like the West Asia Cup playoff or something. Yeah. Mm. Okay, West Asia. Okay, Iran is yeah, in yeah. West Asia. He just rolled his shrug. <laughs> Yeah, that's the Middle East, man. That's the <laughs> shit. I've never heard of it. Yeah. Anyway. Aussies are in the same league. Yeah. They are. Yeah. And that's when I started to... We started talking about that sort of stuff, how, you know, Australia would play Solomon Islands and Fiji, smash them, and then yeah. go and play South Korea or Japan and get trashed. They've got no mm-hmm. idea why, yeah? And we were talking about that. I was going back and forth. And then I said, man, I, I don't even know your name. Go, What's your name, boss? And he's, he went to say it, and he stopped. He goes, oh, name's Sam. I go, Sam. <laughs> I go, what's your name, man? And he, he sort of looked at me and go, what's your name? What's your name? What, what, are you, what is your family called? He's like, Sinad. I'm like, was that so hard, man? I go, was that so hard? He goes, oh, man, not everyone can you know, say it. I go, white people? He's like, yeah. I go, fuck that, man. Mm. And it, was a, it, it got me thinking about how, I can't remember what comedian it was or someone maybe a year or two ago. I probably mentioned it on, on the podcast like years ago. It was some comedian. She had, she had an Arabic name. And she basically said, this is my name. And I'm not shortening it. I'm not changing it for anyone. This is my fucking name. Westerners can learn the names of like Lord of the Rings characters, Game of Thrones characters, like completely fucked yeah, yeah, up. Yeah. Thirty mm. syllables, three consonants mm. jammed together after two double vowels. Like, yeah. if they can show patience and tolerance to do that, then they can learn my fucking name, which isn't they too should. hard. Hundred percent. Yeah, names like Fatma or something. It's like, man, yeah. it's not hard. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? And they completely mispronounce it, and yeah. I started thinking Trying to make it, it their own word. I actually had this in my head today, man. I don't know why, because when he said Sinad, man, I'm like, are you serious? I was expecting something full on. Like, do you know what I mean? Sinad's nothing. Mm. And I started thinking about it. I said, why do people change their names? And, and like, where it actually originated from, mm. yeah? Initially, like, my cousins would have done it. We, my generation didn't, but my cousins mm. that are, like, you know, 10, 15, 20 years older than me, they did. And it was initially because... So they would fit in at school, right? Yeah, so that yeah. becomes like a racial prejudice. Yeah. yeah. So to fend off to, to from the east to the west. Yeah. Kind of to adapt. Yeah. So yeah, to basically yeah. avoid any racial prejudice and mm. give this kid the best chance of assimilating in an already prejudiced society, you give him a Western yeah. name. But see, but you, then the, sometimes you're thinking too far into it. Like I, even in the legal industry, when I go to order <laughs> my booths, I just say Tom. My yeah. name is Malad. It's not even that hard. Like it's Malad. Oh, but Fucking yeah. Two uh, syllables. Yeah. But I still, Tom. Because it's easy. It comes across. Yeah, but I've been doing that for years too. I've been going to like Boost and giving fake fucking names forever. I gave Methuselah. Dude, I gave (laughs) Methuselah and no one even flinched. I've given Ken, Ryu. I've gone gone on tangents. As in every time Mm. I go in, I might be on a theme for like the week. Sometimes it's the Middle East. Then it's like Street Fighter names. It's random. (laughs) They don't have a problem. They don't have a problem. Yeah. But I thought about it. If that was racial prejudice in the 70s and 80s, even say Mm. early 90s, yeah? Mm. 
I understand that. Fair enough. But we're in 2019. What's the excuse now? It's just, what is it? Well, look, now these days I feel like the new generation is more accepting than the previous generation. Well, it is, but at the same time it isn't. But it's, it's, it's the memory. It's, it's kind of, it's a working progress. It's evolving. Mm. You know what I mean? I think we're at a point where we should be, like all that changing name shit should be done for. Like that form. Mm. Bro, in any situation like at this stage right now, I think you shouldn't. You shouldn't change, change your, name. your name for whatever reason. Yeah, but you say that, but still, they, they, I think there's a few things involved. Now, like, if I was to apply for a job in the legal industry, if I apply as Milad Juma, yeah. they see that, they say, oh, okay, John Smith. <laughs> okay, his family might have politicians in there, they might have ex-lawyers in there, <laughs> smart family. Do you know what your family has? Your family I has. Know, a, I know. Your family has a wall at, like, the, the Fitzroy Bowls Club. <laughs> They've got a wall of, like, ex-presidents from dating back to, like, 1923. Exactly. <laughs> no, I think it's a few things as well. The fear, people don't, like, they know what their families have been through, so they say, you know what, fuck that, I'd rather just name myself something white and get over that, that initial judgment, that initial precursor. Because no matter how much you or I think there's no racism left, or there shouldn't be... Oh, no. It exists. It exists. Yeah. No, no, no. I'm of on course, the team no. of it exists. Of course, of course. But I was just trying to think about the psychology of it mm. now. As in, we've gone past that point, and I don't think racial prejudice should be at a point where we're naming our kids, we're allowing our kids, let's say our kids going forward... Mm. To go with some other fucking name. Like, I got my name from my grandfather, man. I'm proud of my name. Mm. It means something to you. Yeah. Mm. You know what I mean? Why would I change it down to James or fucking Jimmy? Because some prick is fucking prejudiced. No, you shouldn't. That, I think, like, this this history behind that sort of shit. Yeah. You know what I mean? But then again, we actually, we had a conversation about this. Dude, we were talking about that shit when I saw you. Do you remember? Do you even know what we're talking about? Actually, hang on. I didn't give him the... Refine my memory. No, no, I... Hang on, I need to give an introduction first because we sort of got flying into this shit. Um, what's your name? Matt. Matt. <laughs> Matt. What's your real name? Matt. <laughs> Have you asked your dad why you named him Matt and not uh, Matthias? Look, it could be um, just the fact that we were, what we were talking about, you know, dad was trying to, you know, allow me to go to school without being provoked. Fit in. Yeah. Well, hang on a second. When did your old man get to this country? Well, he got to this country in 96. Oh. And okay. I was born the next year. So post-war, but... No. Yeah. Before the Iraq. No, no. Before, before no. Technically kicked off, but... Which uh, which war are we talking about? Oh, 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 three. It was kind of in between the Iran. <laughs> well, that yeah. Okay. Do you know what the problem is right now? Mm. I'm showing my age right now because for me, yeah, Baghdad yeah, was yeah. a lot earlier yeah, than yeah, 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 yeah. Of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Back in my day, I remember watching it on the old wireless. <laughs> 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 you know I mean? We had an old tube TV, and mm. you'd go in. It was ninety one, ninety two, and you'd see the tanks. And the, yeah, no idea. <laughs> that was the other side of the world, man. I still remember being a kid and seeing that shit. Mm. Yeah. I predate you, cunts. Of man. course. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. All right, so 96, and you were born when? 97. Okay. That, it's a different... Yeah, see, he would have still copped it in 96, man. There was still he racism did. in 96. Oh, I copped racism through high school, so which dad, was after that. Yeah, Dad used to be... He used to play basketball for Iraq, and so he was kind of into, like, that basketball theme, refing and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. So he came down to Australia, and he started refing just right down in DBA. Yeah. And... One of the games he was uh, refing, he got called a terrorist. What, in 96? Nah, this was like probably 2000s. 
Yeah, probably 2001, 2002. Post 9-11. Yeah. Yes, he I got called a terrorist, man. Mm-hmm. I'm Greek. And he fucking <laughs> completely lost his shit. Yeah, I would have. You know? He's like a hardy rocky. He's like one Every of those, Iraq, yeah? He's a hardy rocky. <laughs> <laughs> there are no... <laughs> real, man? <laughs> Seriously. Look, I don't know about this generation, but fuck, in the past? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, And yeah, like, he did face a lot of racism. Till this day, probably does. Dude, people think I'm Arab, man. It's yeah. just the beard. Just I, I the cop beard. racism. Thick eyebrows, the beard. Yeah. It must be Arab. Dude, stand, <laughs> or if I'm not Arab, I'm something. Mm. You're a hipster. Yeah, but it all depends, man. Because if I've got my head shaved and I've got my sleeves out, yeah, yeah. that's what I am. Mm. If I'm wearing a suit, I look totally different. Yeah. For sure. It all depends. All right. So you're Matt, and your name Matt because you're Matt. Okay, <laughs> and uh, we've got our lawyer X, lawyer X. Actually, yeah, you're the first legal <laughs> president we've lawyer ever had. Y, lawyer Y, lawyer Y. Yeah, man. <laughs> what? Make myself a new name. I don't want to be lawyer X. Her name's tarnished, man. I'm not going down with her. Okay, so you're talking about her. Yeah, okay. yeah. Well, that's what you said. When though. I think of lawyer X, oh, you just think. No, uh, no. Nah, nah. When I think of Lawyer X, I just think of, like, a movie Lawyer X. Oh, okay. Like yeah, a I'll shadowy that. figure that, like, just comes out, which Sounds essentially good. is who Lawyer X is. Yeah. Sounds good. Most yeah. lawyers are. <laughs> well, you reckon all of them are, lo- are like that? Oh, no, no, no. You can't blanket them all. Well, no, because you're throwing yourself under the bus. Yeah, exactly. I'll keep myself above, above <laughs> the blanket. Okay so, this is, okay, so anything negative you have to say about the, the legal industry is applies to everyone but you, basically. Oh, there's a lot. <laughs> What, more than we think? More than we know? Oh, it depends how much you know. Okay. I mean, it's not like I know a lot about, but look. Okay, how long have you been practicing? I haven't, I'm not practicing You're not yet. practicing, I'm a para- paralegal still. You're a paralegal. Yeah, how long have yeah. you been exposed to the legal industry? Probably Outside of, you know, getting three and up and by half. cops. <laughs> <laughs> Probably three and a half years. Three and a half? Three and a half. So let's say in your three and a half years as a paralegal, um, what are your first impressions as far as, like, say... Not even, I won't say corruption, but just say bent practice. Well, the thing is, law's, law's there not to be anything but bent. You're supposed to use it so it suits your interests. So they're not doing anything wrong. It's just the way people perceive the legal industry is, oh, they're dodgy. It's like, no, the law's dodgy and they're politicians who write it. But the way lawyers use it is just intellect. They just use it to suit their clients. Simple as that. In yeah. the corporate world. I understand. They fly within the boundaries of yeah. whatever. They know that they basically know the rule book. Correct. And they know the loopholes within the rule book to bend yeah. them as far mm. as they can. Yeah. But that's like any industry. Correct. You know? But the legal has such a, it has such a, uh, I guess, telling outcome on people's lives or people's interests, yeah. tax or whatever it may be, that people hold them to a higher account. Yeah. Which is, which is odd, but it comes with just like doctors. Everyone blames doctors for most things. <laughs> I'm just picturing every wog like screaming at their doctor for another prescription of like some drug. Yeah, you know they don't understand why they have to pay a referral fee to see another quack. <laughs> you, know, like, you have to pay it. Like it's just it's just what it is. Mm. That's one thing I don't like about doctors: the fact that they can just sign anything to get get your help, but then it comes with a price tag. But they can waive it just like that as well. You'd be surprised how many people are killed just by the wrong prescription. Oh, yeah. Mm. That's been prescribed, you know? Yeah, it's standard. Yeah. But I'm saying, like, man, I had a dentist that when I, about a year, year or two ago, I was getting a lot of dental work done, yeah? Like, my teeth were fucking, one of my tooth was just fucked, using neglect, and I was broke. And I made, uh, uh, my dentist was uh, an Iranian girl that I went back and, and saw, and she had heaps of fees just waived just because she knew I was struggling. And it's like, mm. do you have insurance? No. Mm. And literally the receipt would just say, insurance prices you know 
And it'd be just a matter of like that, like literally just that. Mm. She sent me to go get x-rays done for, cause I had to get a wisdom uh, removed and she wrote something on the, on the pad. So when I got there, I, I said to the, the, the woman at the desk, like I did it, said to the woman at the desk, how much is it? And she's like, ah, uh, and then she picked up the piece of paper. She's like, oh, nothing. You can go. Wow. Just based on written word, mm. all it took is a signature. And that's enough to say, we're charging you 380 bucks or we, you're off. That's insane. That kind of leverage. Mm. Does that make sense? Am I am I, am I catching this? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But do you reckon that that would be common? I don't like know. For someone else, for if you were to go to another dentist, or maybe if I went to Tim Smith's dentist, you just look at the fuck out of his office. I don't know. I'm Full just, fair. Yeah. There you go. Full fair. Yeah. I don't know. I think um, we're given. It's like psychology, man. Psychology is essentially up to the in the eye of the beholder, as in mm. a psych's uh, analysis is really just up to him. Yeah, and it's. I mean, I've had, I've had science, real scientists tell me that psych, psych, psych uh, doctors aren't doctors mm. because yeah. essentially they they don't have to prove anything to do your, your, your to do your final years and like do your thesis and all that shit yeah. as a as a scientist scientist doctor. You have to do research. Yeah, research, show probable cause, mm, and yeah. then have it explained, and then have it backed up by other people's opinions. Mm. You know what I mean? So the science is actually there. Yeah. Whereas psych doctors, they're sort of like the poor man's doctor. Mm. It's like they don't have to do that. I think psychiatrists have to do PhDs. I think psychologists stop at the yeah. master's level. Yeah, 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 yeah. And yeah. that goes without anything but your own. You get a job, right? To get a job as a psychologist, yeah. you have to do masters, and then psychiatrists can actually prescribe you drugs. Yeah, yeah. there's one that can give drugs. One psychiatrist. Yeah. yeah, I think they have to do PhDs backed by research, but even then, it's discre- discretionary. Yeah, like you present with symptoms, and I'll tell you, oh, okay, here's what's wrong with you. Yeah, I have no fucking idea what's wrong with you. Your dad may have died 16 years ago. This may have gone wrong. That may have gone wrong. But I'm going to say, you know what? You're depressed. Yeah, because that's what it sounds like. That's well, what I've the talked, books have taught me. Yeah, I've talked. I've I've looked a lot into that as far as our mental health and stuff, and um. Yeah, uh, substance abuse regarding like, um, like yeah, like meds like Xanax and, and like mm. all that sort of shit. You know what I mean? Oxycodone. Value. Do you know how hard it's it's not hard, man, to fake symptoms of of nah. like that would symptoms of men, of mental health issues, man. They say if you okay, look at it this way, yeah. If you want to get prescribed like a Xanny or something, yeah, you mm. look up online like what your symptoms are, go and fake it to a quack. It's not hard, man. It really nah. isn't hard because it's all just word. Just sell the. Yeah, you can sell a, a, a doctor a sob story about whatever, mm. and this has been ongoing for three, four years. Do you know if doctors still make money from prescription drugs? No idea. They used to. No, no idea. I don't know about this country. Doctors yeah. used to make commission. Yeah? Depending on the drug you sell, you make a certain commission at really? the teller. Yeah, of course. I doubt that would be something that is it's still around. Still around. Well, that's why medication was such a big thing, and the pharma yeah. industry just went into billions, if not trillions of dollars, is because, well... I'm going to make more because money. Because you would think, like, how many people would fucking, you know, dis, like, use and, um, like... You use and sell or... Yeah. What do you mean? Like, fucking endone, right? Yeah. You get a pack, a pack of 20s, and can't sell them on the streets for, like, 200. Yeah. Nah, now there's a list, though. So, if you're you know? an opioid abuser, you go on a list. So, doctors know. Once you've come up, uh, you've been buying a lot this yeah. month, Dude, you if, can't get more. If you go to the chemist what? and you buy... Anything under the counter, they, they, they look at your driver's license, man. Yeah. They register who you are. Yeah. It's not just like willy-nilly. Not anymore. Nah. Nah, yeah. nah, 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 
I've got a Nazi who's like. She's <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just hear me out. Hear me out. <laughs> I'm sorry. Just hear me out. Just hear me. I'm, I'm sorry, but. <laughs> <laughs> it took 20 minutes. <laughs> Iraqis, huh? We were talking about Iraqis. See, this is the thing. I, I, I laugh, yeah, but at the same time, I've said this before. Um, it's embarrassing. It's not embarrassing. It is embarrassing, but at one point, man, I had at least three, four prescription boxes in my house with other people's names on them, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It wasn't for Endone or, or Xanax, but it was stuff like, you know, Panadine Fort, you know, I, yeah. or whatever. Or like, the other one was, <laughs> I'll never forget this. I was at my mate's house, and I'm like, fuck, I can't get rid of this cold. Like, I've had this, this was years, years ago, like a decade ago. Can't get rid of this cold, la, la, la. And, you know, I went to the doctor, but uh, I think I couldn't afford to go to the doctor. Yeah. And he's gone into his bathroom, he's come back out, and he's given me, like, a pack of something. What's this shit? It was penicillin. Yeah. Okay, and I, like, flipped it over, and it had this really, really Greek name, like, Greek, even for Greeks, you know what I mean? One that you don't hear every day. I'm like, who the fuck is that? Because it's my mum. I'm like, what? Why do you have it, man? He's like, I was sick. <laughs> so he gave me the last two penicillin pills, man. Like third hand yeah. penicillin. It's Crazy. penicillin. Crazy. It's penicillin. What's going to happen? Anyway, about your auntie. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, so she was in the car accident not too long ago. And ever since then, she's prescribed one endone pack for every month. Yeah. Um, the other day she ran out, and she decides to claim her endone pack for the you know for the month. Yeah. She walks in, and the count the girl at the counter goes, "So you've already claimed the pack for this month." Yeah. You know. Yeah. They've restri- they've restricted it that hard. Where people now know the effects and how strong endone is. Opioids in general. Opioids in general, yeah. Well, I can't. Um, it's I, like it's one of the most addictive. Addictive, yeah, drugs because it, it clears your mind, makes you calm, and o- it, opioids, man, they just opioids. make everything soft. Mm. Everything soft. I keep describing. Anyone asks me what's codeine like, I tell them it makes everything soft. Yeah, you can have your leg on fire and just like, okay, I'll deal with this. Like they I'll, literally make you forget. Yeah, but they don't, about they don't all the you, problems. They don't make you stupid though. They don't make you, you stupid. You still no. function. You're not like a blithering mess, like you're booze or something. Correct. But they just numb everything. They take away yeah. the hard edge, mm. and they just mellow you out. But yeah, they make the, you dependent, which is the problem. Yeah, that's why do. it's so addictive because it's just like a solution. Mm. You know. Yeah, but I think there's a difference between like opioids and even some drugs, whether it be ice or heroin. Those are the types of drugs when you take them, let's say you start at level zero, you go up to level one. And then when you go back to level zero, your body's like, well, what the fuck? Level one was funner. No, you sure. got to detox. Yeah, you need detox. Whereas no if other you way. take something like ecstasy or smoke weed or drink alcohol, when you go from zero to one and you go back down, your body's like, okay, this is normal. That wasn't normal. And your body understands it. For sure. This is where it lives its normal life. But those drugs, you're like, oh, you get that the withdrawal was much symptoms. Better. Yeah, I'd rather yeah. be like that than like this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what keeps people in and in and in, and it goes harder and harder until. Yeah, well. and then you combine the fact that yeah, quality of life, and dependency, money, mm-hmm. income, you know, that's what causes but a then, spiral. But mm-hmm. then there's an issue where would you rather be on that substance and feel good about yourself? Or not be on that substance and still feel like shit for like, for however long. Could be for the rest of your life. Yeah, but the whole point, I mean, you're talking about mental health now, man. The whole point is to not 
be controlled by substance mm. and be free and clear. Correct. For sure. But what I'm saying is, like, what would people rather do? Well, the easy, most people do the easy thing. The easy thing. They don't understand that it's temporary. Yeah. Because yeah, permanent dude, thing. think about the old generation of wogs, yeah? <laughs> they can't, like, think about them, mm. yeah? How many old generation wogs that probably been in their 60s, 70s, and 80s now, how many of them dealt with hardship head on? And how many of them got to switch to oxycodone or yeah. fucking none anything? Yeah, like none that. of them. They just, you know, they, themselves. they got a big deal. Yeah, they drank themselves to death, smoked, yeah. and you know, maybe took it out on their wife and kids, mm. <laughs> <laughs> or just kept it like a bitter, like a bitter ball until the day they died. Mm. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, like it's it's underrecognized for sure that that ability to actually hold in shit like that and keep that moving character, forward. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like That's mental health, man. A lot of these guys, like Mole Man, like and probably like you know his peers and colleagues, a thousand percent. If they were diagnosed today, of off the bat, it'd be like Jesus Christ. Yeah, like, yeah. PTSD, depression, anxiety. Yeah, if and the whole lot. And man, a lot of it would have been covered by uh, their insurance, say, or through work. Yeah, they pulled up stumps at work and said, "I can't do this anymore." Mm-hmm. But they had that pride to just keep going. Yeah, they they would never admit it to anyone. Nah, it was seen seen as like a massive weakness. As, as a man, yeah, as yeah, a man, exactly. of course, that was a clear distinction. of course. But look at it this way, yeah. There's a generation gap between me and you guys, right? Maybe not mm. socially, but when you go beyond that, like there is, yeah. Because I mean, I remember '96. Mm. I was finishing primary school in '96. I remember listening to Westside Connection in '96 and <laughs> music. Like I remember that crystal clear, vivid, man. <laughs> All right, you were literally still a, a gleam. You were yeah, a gleam. Yeah, yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. Cool. <laughs> Dude. Oh, mate, I've got stories. No, no, no. But I'm just saying, like, okay, so we've got a generation gap. Do you reckon we were, like, you guys were raised to keep just moving forward, like soldiering on, shutting your mouth and keep it in? Are you still part of that? Well, like I said before, you know, this new generation is more accepting. So there's more of a chance to speak out. If there's, a, if there's an Even issue. in our families? No, I don't think in our Look, families. Look, in our families, no. But outside of that, so yeah. So we're ex- with the exceptions. West. Yeah, you're the talking e- about the Eastern Western. families, no. No. Western side families, yes. For sure. How long do you reckon it will take for Eastern families to catch up to that? <sighs> At least Who a generation knows? in a Western country. Who knows? If you live in the Eastern side of the world, I, I think you'll be stuck there for like most of your life. Unless you're in a progressive family, something very affluent, lots of money in your family that have enough money to think, maybe. But in the Eastern side of the world... No. You see, you just you just raised a really valid point, man. And I bring this up a lot. I used to bring it up heaps when I started doing this podcast. You just said it. If you have money to think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Literally. A lot of people are like, why can't A, B, or C get their shit together? Yada, yada, yada. It's like, motherfucker, this guy works like 60 hours a week, makes $630. He's got three mouths to feed at home. You think he has a time to, to start thinking about where he's headed? No. Nah. Take time off work? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I raise this a lot, man, because I really hate... The one thing I fucking hate more than anything, man, is when people bring something down to fate. Like, mm. it was fate. It was mm. destiny. It was your destiny. It was meant to be. Really? It was my destiny. My destiny to, you know, I don't know, do my back and carry this well, fucking it, injury. It, you can put it to someone who says that simply. Okay, how is it the destiny of an African child to wake up and die Dude, within 10 minutes? Exactly. You tell me what Exactly what like. yeah. my reference, my fucking go-to reference is every single time. Okay, cool. So these kids being born into, like, shit huts 
And they don't have a choice. They don't have a choice to think. They don't have a choice to feel. They wake up, they're hungry, and they watch their, they either get raped, slaughtered, watch someone die in front of them, get sold into slavery, enrolled into a militia, or mm. sold into, like, as a sex slave, or not make their fourth birthday. Let's talk about fate now. Where's fate? Yeah. Or you don't have to go to the extremes. But that, That's how well, are they, what, are they yeah, not yeah. relevant? Mm. And we're not even talking about Africa. Let's go anywhere, man. Go go to the Middle East. Mm. You, know, you want to go close to home? Go to the fucking Middle East. Go to the, go to Northern Territory, Aboriginals, yeah. Central Australia. Yeah. Was it their fate to have yeah. Europeans come here, introduce smallpox, slaughter everyone, destroy their identity, and then have them fight to mm. find an equal footing in, in the country that they found first? Mm. Was that their fate? How is that fate? That really pisses me off. Yeah, you know, like that is my big beef, man. Like the secret and all that shit. Positive thinking. Positive thinking can do a lot for an individual. I agree a hundred percent. And you need positive thinking, yeah, to keep driving you forward. But you can't use that as the common denominator as to the reason why everything fucks up around you. Mm. Like, does that make sense? Yeah. yeah. People uh, always sell a story that suits them. The, That's the thing. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. well, I fit into that category. It must fit everyone. But that's the difference we have is even if we weren't born in those countries overseas, we've seen our families move from them. So we understand that struggle and it opens up your mind to think a bit more. You know what? You may know the answer, but think about the other thing. There may be another thing you haven't thought about which changes your answer. It goes a bit deeper and deeper and deeper. That's what we do. I don't want to put West against East, but Western families, it's a lot easier to just grow up, you get a job, have a good family, you live in a nice house, mortgage paid off by 40. What's to worry about? Mortgage paid by the forty. What are you joking? <laughs> Man, imagine intergenerational wealth. Imagine your dad left you a million dollars. Yeah, I think about that a lot. Your house is paid off. Yeah, that's crazy. Imagine yeah. that kind of head start. Yeah, like if I had to wake up tomorrow without a mortgage, man, it's just like what? Yeah. what? Yeah. How? Like yeah. that just freed up, you know, yeah. fifteen hundred bucks out of my paycheck every mm. every month. Yeah, that's but like those people end up taking drugs. <laughs> their parents have done all the hard work. Yeah, they're bored. They sit at home, bring all their mates over. There's another ice house. People don't actually believe that. You know, mm. when you go to like, um, what's that club on fucking commercial, is it commercial road? Uh, it became like the new hangout for, for girls from like Brighton and footy players. Not Cloud Nine. Maybe that's what it's called no, now. Cloud Nine's too dirty. No. <laughs> dude, <laughs> I don't know. I'm, like I said, I'm older than you guys, man. So mm. it's like, I'm not hip with it, with the lingo. What was it called? Fuck, what's it called? The, it starts, it's the something. It starts with E maybe. Or F, I can't remember. It's right near Commercial Road, Malvern, I think, like up towards uh, that no, way. Wouldn't know. It's it's one of those Instagram clubs that you see, and there's literally just like nothing but peroxide blondes, fake lips, and like big footy mm. players, and like mm-hmm. um just yeah, swollen up dudes, like with fake mm. tans and um cargo, uh, like short pants with their legs shaved and like ankles exposed. <laughs> Far out. <laughs> you rock that look? I can see you rocking that look. Me? <laughs> Come on, man. Come on, man. <laughs> no, no, but... <laughs> no, see... Fucking blog, man. All right. Um, but... th- this is the other thing, but... Do you remember... Like, obviously, you guys heard it. I heard it growing up. You remember when you, like, you wouldn't eat and your parents would say there are kids in Africa starving, la, 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 eat your food? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And you get snarky about it and tell them, well, send my food to them, blah, 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 blah. I see why my parents said that to me, yeah? It's like, because I understand now, as an adult, mm. they work their balls off to provide whatever they could, mm. and his little shit doesn't want to eat the food that's presented. It's so mm. fucking eat. Yeah, I'm going like, to say the same thing to my kids, man. Oh, yeah. 100%. I probably wouldn't use the African analogy until they're older, though. Yeah. I'd probably just say, I work fucking hard. My mum used to say, you don't want to eat it? Sit there until we're done. You don't want to eat it? 
Yeah. You're not eating anything else. Up to you. Yeah, well, my mum... As a discipline. What did you do? Else. Did you eat? I fucking ate it, man. I'm <laughs> but you know what the irony is? If you didn't eat, you probably would have got the beating on, the, on top of it as well. As well, yeah. That's the Slap funniest Slap across part. the face, of course. It's not, it's not just like, all right, cut, let's see how far you can take it. It's, yeah. test me. <laughs> just, just in case yeah. anyone's listening who's going to go to my Wait, mom. My mom never on. touched me, never hit me, she never beat me. Anything I say here is falsification. Yeah, no, I got smacked. I got you got smacked big time, man. And they're gonna be knocking on you. Did we get belted? <laughs> huh? Did we get belted? Yeah, belted, of course. Yeah, the buckle, man. The buckle was the, the worst. I got um. Nah, I didn't get belted. What that man? The old lady. Belt. The old lady would okay. use the uh, the mocko. The mocko. Yeah, the mocko with the rubber bottom. The mo- the moccasins, man. Your slippers. Oh, oh slippers. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That, that rubber bottom had that elastic sort of mm. like you stretch. Get that, yeah. yeah. That, <laughs> that like that, back. that whip. Yeah, it was like a whip, man. That's what I copped. I copped that, and I'd get like random shit thrown at me if I was like fetal position in the corner of my room. But I had to fuck up like major. Like, the I wooden spoon. Really, yeah. What about the wooden spoon? Wooden spoon, yeah. And then they blame the hole in the wall on you. Yeah. yeah. Look what you made me do, of course. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Nah. nah. Um. <laughs> How did we get there? This is a thing. This is a thing. Yeah, with that whole African mentality of like that's the lowest common denominator. You need to always remember it and respect it. Blah blah blah. At the same time, like, I appreciate everything I have, right? And I know how hard I actually work for shit. At the same time, I don't always think back to bettering off, let's say, the situation in Africa. Because this is all I can, like... It's all you can do. It's all I can do within my means. I always bring up the Tom Cruise argument. Mm-hmm. I've done this to Red Cross workers. I've done it to charity events, like mobs. When they've tried to have a square go with me, donate 30 bucks a, a month. It would change someone's life, la, la, la. I'm like, dude, I'm barely paying rent right now. Mm-hmm. I'm eating from my hands every day, like lentil soup. Like, give me a fucking break, yeah? Mm-hmm. I always use a Tom Cruise factor. And it's like, well, what did Tom Cruise make for his last movie? 20 mil? That should cover what? A, lot. A, couple, a couple cities in Africa, mm. you know, let alone a village. You know mm, what I mean? For sure. So that it's the excess. I always bring up the excess factor. If I'm willing to hustle fifty hours a week or sixty hours a week, work to no end just to feed myself, yeah. And these dudes who are established, whether it's actors or conglomerates and CEOs and that shit, these dudes can make fifty mil just sitting at their desk, mm. yeah, punching in, punching out whenever they feel like it. Surely then the power of balance has to swing at yeah. some point. You can't just come to the bottom feeders and ask them for help. Well, that's what they do because we've got the empathy. Yeah, I was yeah. going to say, because we've we're the, the most compassionate. Correct. We know how yourself. it feels. Yeah. Mm. That's not right. That's what pisses me off. Pure capitalism <laughs> Look, winning. The capitalist corporations <laughs> must be stopped. <laughs> I must say, though. <laughs> 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 I must say, though, there, there are some people, some billionaires who do make a difference. Mostly either Bill, Bill Gates Dude, is, is one of. Bill Gates is a pure philanthropist now. Mm. He doesn't sure. do anything else. Nothing else. He donates squillions. And there's a, what was that other cunt's name? Uh, was it a Buffett? Was it Warren Buffett? I Warren Buffett. Was it him? Someone came out and said, you don't need like, you know, $50 billion to survive mm. a year. He goes, I have $50 billion and I know I don't need it. Yeah. That's why I'm giving away like 87% of my fortune. It was someone. I can't remember who it was. I'd have to look it up. Um, I think most of them don't have half of their wealth. Who's most? From, uh... Celebrities, uh, no, most uh, billionaires, man, from what I've heard. Mm. What, yeah, 
Oh, well, no, Africa would be lit up. <laughs> bigger cities than us. I was going to say, what are you talking about, man? Be a lot of no, I was watching a, like a little documentary. Yeah. From, um, it's on Netflix. It's Wait. called Explained. It's called Explained. Explained. Oh, Explained. Okay. And then there was one about billionaires. Just a general... Just about billionaires. I don't know. Um, Hang on. Th- what about the sheiks? Are they donating, like, squillings to philanthropy? I've got no idea. This is a... This is something I, I don't have no idea. Not maybe to the US, <laughs> <laughs> the Saudis. <laughs> You're a dumbass, man. Actually, to answer that question earlier, man, um, this is I can't find anything relevant uh, recent as in 2019. But just a, a random article, September 2016, doctors paid 39,000 a year by drug companies whose medicine they prescribe. Mm. Some senior doctors are earning up to 39k in drug payments a year. Uh, just consultancy fees, la la la, and um, prescribing meds. There you go. So they shared 8.5 million in payments in six months between. Wow. Yeah, 2015 and April 2016. That's recent. Imagine back in the day, 1960s, 1970s, when there's no regulations. Oh, I yeah. remember. I may have not not been back in my father's generation, but I remember distinctly watching an advertisement of a fucking doctor <laughs> saying, "Benson Hedges, they're the choice for me." Oh yeah. Yeah 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 yeah. Doctors. Yeah. Oh, mate. But when do you... <laughs> do you know what that reminds me of? That reminds me of... um. Actually, you wouldn't know. Uh, what's his name? There's, uh, there's a comedian. Uh, oh, fuck. What's his fucking name? He used to be one of the prime conservative... Com- he's a conservative comedian now. Dennis Miller. That's his name. Now, I don't want to get off on a rant here, but America's attitude about smoking has become more hostile than a militia member at a tax audit. These days, even the Philip Morris employee cafeteria has a no-smoking section. If you walked into a restaurant and loudly demanded that they serve you a char-broiled live puppy, you'd probably cause less of an outcry than you would by simply sitting down and lighting up a smoke. When I say smoke, I'm talking mostly about cigarettes, although I guess with the increasing popularity of cigars, we have to include them in tonight's discussion. For years, cigars concerned only half of the population, but their usage is growing more prevalent with the fairer sex. For women, smoking cigars is like going to Chippendales. You're basically saying, look, guys, we can be just as big a bunch of assholes as you can. (laughs) You know, I hate to burst your bubbles, ladies, but... You can't. <laughs> now, this guy's a gun, man. Now, it's been proven that tobacco company executives sworn congressional testimony concerning the addictive powers of nicotine had all the sincerity of Johnny Cochran's Tyrac, but who can possibly be shocked by this? Any company in the Americas in business to make money constantly comes to ethical crossroads, and while all will gas it through a closed yellow light. Some will just blow right through the red with their eyes closed, just hoping they don't get T-boned by the lumbering vehicle that is the federal government. (laughs) Tobacco companies will stop at nothing to win the smoking wars. Now their scientists are saying some of the smoking research data is no longer valid because contemporary mores now dictate that the rats have to step outside their mazes to have the smoke. (laughs) But don't blame the tobacco makers. Don't blame the cigarette makers. Tobacco companies are being sued way too much. I admit they're evil poison mongers who give other evil poison mongers a bad name. Yes, they lie about the addictive nature of their products and they get rich doing it, but come on, tell the truth. 
We all knew they were lying all along. If you're saying you didn't know cigarettes were bad for you, you're lying through the hole in your trachea. (laughs) (laughs) Of course it causes lung cancer. Of course it causes emphysema. It's fucking smoke! (laughs) Would you build a campfire every hour and stand real close and take deep breaths? Did you not know smoking is bad for you? Is having teeth the color of caramel corn normal? <laughs> is coughing up your lungs one smoldering loogie at a time normal? <laughs> God gave you two lungs, so don't be an asshole. Think. Use one lung for smoking and the other one for breathing. Dude, Here's this guy, um, I realized halfway through that that it's really showing its age. This guy was a conservative. He wasn't a conservative comedian then. He's become one. He's like a Trump supporter. And he sort of got ostracized a bit. And a lot of the references you guys wouldn't get. But <laughs> that, like, look, it's like, you're a smoker, right? Yeah. Yeah. Do you smoke, man? Okay. Hello? Can't say confirm I nod my head. Yeah, yeah, don't yeah. know which way. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what nah, you're what fucking you? with me there. <laughs> this is a thing, right? Here's a way to combine legal and uh, personal ethic and moral, right? Let's say we go back to 1960 or whatever, 70. When, because dude, that was um, people were suing tobacco companies. I was probably at the start of high school, so even as late as like uh, 97, 98, 99, people were still getting payouts for 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 like not finding some fucking brand that they smoked once that didn't tell them that that yeah was bad, and suing them successfully. I still remember it, Mm. man. These literally walking skeletons rocking up to court that had emphysema, getting a payout for something they did for 40 years. And then I think about this this uh, bit by Dennis Miller, right? You guys are aware of the effects of smoking. For sure. Yeah? I had this conversation with you last time I saw you, ironically, while we're smoking shisha. Which <laughs> <laughs> yeah, is worse for you, by the way. Yeah. But is it? Of course. Yeah. I don't know, man. It's, pure it's like smoking fucking... 40s. 40s. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, but it doesn't got the shit in it that... um. It's pure tobacco. It doesn't have the... It's got some tobacco. Man. Yeah. It doesn't have all that shit. It's got probably like 8% tobacco. The rest is like... What? Apple pill or something like that. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's how can it be worse? It, because it's... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're just making up it's, statistics. It's just... It's smoke, man. <laughs> nah, I'm pretty sure it is. That's what it is. <laughs> huh? Pretty sure it is worse for you. Yeah, it is. All right, I'll Google it after I'm done with my Google little thing here. All right. <laughs> I can't remember what was, you. Were, I think it was sick. I can't remember why I started going at you about your ciggies, Yeah, and I said, "Look, man, she shall do once in a while socially. Like I don't have." Oh uh, yeah, right? I remember. Yeah, you remember? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The irony of it, right? But here's the thing. Yeah. So you guys are both smokers. You're aware of the effects of smoking. Yeah. Let's say we go back to 1967. Let's say you guys were born in the 40s or 50s, even 50s or 60s, yeah? And you smoked some brand that didn't tell you it was bad for you. Then it got to the mid-90s and you get emphysema, touch wood. Would you sue the tobacco company? Of course. <laughs> yeah, I love you're quiet. You didn't even blink. <laughs> you didn't even blink. And that doubles down on what you were saying earlier. I mean, as a, as a lawyer... Mm. You're aware of the, your legal rights and what you're entitled to. Yeah. Full, you were fully aware that smoking... Yeah, but I think a company, no matter if they're selling you something that's good or bad for you, you should be able to make a conscious decision about it. And at that time, if I was smart enough to know that smoking was bad for me, I'd be probably starting the class action, my own law firm, and getting everyone along and making all their money. <laughs> Because you can't, like, even though we're dumb, people are stupid in ways, <laughs> yeah? But they're, 
being smart about it because they're going for that person that doesn't think and actually believes them because they say, oh, you know what? That was on TV. It must be true. Okay. They're the people they're trying to hit because they know people who, like just right now, you go buy a packet of cigarettes. How much are they, Matt, for a pouch of 20 grams? 20 grams. I bought one today for 38 bucks. Wait a second. Yours are funniest. I worked with this guy for what, like two, three weeks, if that? Yeah. Yeah, like nothing, man. Mm. I swear to God, at least, if I saw him five days a week, at least three of those days, the price of his pouch would come up. Like at least three of those yep. five. Standard. What you spent on smokes was like a standard conversation piece between you and other smokers. Mm. For sure. Yeah? 100%. Like that, it's that, that link. Every day, man. Like every, every day. Every day to two days you talk about. And my point with that is, no matter how much you put up the cost of ciggies oh. now, for some people, they'll keep smoking them. Yeah. Ciggy, smoking ciggies is on the rise. middle... That will actually think, okay, wait, the price has gone up. Maybe I should stop. The same people, if they started advertising cigarettes are bad for you, that group of people would say, oh, no, fuck that. I'll stop. But there's always going to be a portion of people who say, well, fuck that. No, you should. They'll just keep going. Oh, but there are people. It's on the rise, man. What do you, what's on the yeah, rise? Yeah, Smoking cigs. No. Well, it's gone for back sure. up. Yeah. I actually don't, I don't doubt that. Without looking it up, I don't doubt that because of the rise of mental health. Mental yeah. health mm-hmm. issues across um thing. For sure. Dude, I've, I've repeated this a hundred times, man. You'll never lose money in sex, drugs, alcohol, or gambling. Never. Mm. You know? Never. When I used to work for the, in, within the racing industry, man, and that equine flu was coming in, this has gone back a, a bit, I was panicking for my job because our biggest contract was uh, horse racing, right? And um, a guy I worked with, he was like a, to- he's a junkie, yeah? <laughs> he's he actually run into him a bit now. He's, um, he's clean, but he was a junkie at one point. Mm. Even, like, I was starting to panic, and he heard me, and he goes, mate, he goes, nothing's going to kill the horse racing industry. I go, what are you, serious? I'm thinking he's just flapping off at his mouth, yeah? And then he goes, D, he goes, the fucking war didn't kill the horse racing industry. The second <laughs> war didn't kill the horse racing industry. The Great Depression didn't kill the horse racing industry. You think no. some flu coming in from Europe is going to kill the horse racing industry? No. What are you, nuts? Mm. And that's when he said it. He goes, you're never going to lose money on gambling, sex, drugs, or alcohol. Because when you're happy, you celebrate. How? Getting a hooker and some booze and that's drugs. It. And putting some money down. When you're depressed, how do you fucking get over Same it? Same thing. It's those sweet spots. I'm a complete fucking idiot because I've known this concept, should have invested years ago in something where you'd make money out of it. And that's why I'm saying I reckon you're right. Actually, I'll look that up. But, um, I mean, how long have you guys been smoking? Seriously. So it's 14. 14? 14. You? Yeah, unfortunately, same, man. Probably when I started picking it up was 14. How'd you get into it? Um, Standard. <laughs> used to watch Dad smoke and be like, that's cool. <laughs> really? No, yeah. Different. And then... Really? Yeah, and I was in um, City Experience, and I had a mate smoking at the time. Yeah. I was like, bro, can you chuck us one? <laughs> Hang and on. And it started from there. Hang on. Would you look at your old man and think it was cool for anything else at that age? I never did. Like, I can honestly say I'd look at my old man. Coolest mm. thing about my old man was the fact that he was a butcher, yes, and he knew how to handle knives, and he could just fucking, like, fillet anything up that in was two look, seconds. Nah, mm. look. See, dude, the coolest thing my old man ever did as a kid was me watching him in, in his garage, and he'd have um his... And he's grinder out, and we've seen it just, just sharpening the knives. Oh, really, dude? I gave him a little fucking pocket knife, man. It was a tiny little like um, Swiss Army knife, man. It was tiny, like one blade and one nail file. Yeah, I said, "Can you sharpen this up for me?" I was probably in my early teens. Gives it back to you, man. You could shave with it, like 
it was brutal. Mm. I'm like, what are you doing, man? This is just like a little pen knife for your son, and he's cut fucking, a piece of paper. Dude, we're talking samurai sort of. <laughs> you know what I mean? That was one of the coolest things I ever saw him do. That and handling firearms. He knew his way around firearms, like Rife was cleaning them, fucking locking and loading them, like all that wow. shit. That was really cool. But can you name a single thing your old man did when you were a child that you would have said, hey, that's really cool, other than smoking? Um, it was mainly just the basketball. Beca- Actually, yeah, that's true. Because um, everything else for him was just work, work. Like, I used to work with my old man back when he used to have his own cleaning company. Yeah. You know, he would go with him, work during the day, come back home, and just chill. He would just chill. So, yeah. there was nothing more to it. Mm. It was just unless, until, like, he introduced us to basketball, told us about, you know, his history with basketball. You know, he used to play for the national team in Iraq. Really? Yeah. That's and actually pretty cool. That was fucking like, whoa. You know, dad's a celebrity. <laughs> kind of. Is he a celebrity? If he goes back now, yeah. he'll have, like, a lot of connections. Okay. Um, if you Google him, will his name come up? Nah. <laughs> oh, well, that's a, the fit. It's like a, a it's, it's an Iraqi Wikipedia thing. page. <laughs> you made it when you got Wikipedia. Yeah, oh, dude, once you get Wikipedia up, it's he, like he was on <laughs> newspapers and all kinds of things. Yeah. Um, another cool thing was he was actually a uni teacher. Okay. I used to teach at uni, which was just physical education. Um, yeah, and then he came down here. Through that, like he wanted to become a physical education teacher down here as well. Yeah. But he didn't like the system, the way they teach here. What do you mean? He didn't like the fact that kids here are kind of... Everything's standardized? No, they're not disciplined enough. Like back then, everyone would listen to the teacher. That's why. Yeah, we did. We talked about this a couple of years ago. Teaching in any other country in the world, it, teaching in any Eastern country is considered a really respectable mm, job. Uh, form of yeah profession. Mm, yeah, it's like it's up there with doctor, mm. priest. It's there. Lawyer, here, engineer. Yeah, here it's just <laughs> teachers are fuck with. Like you need like a sixty ATAR, which is par, about par. But what sixty ATAR or your enter score for oh, okay. finish year twelve? Yeah, 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 yeah. Needs to be about par, which is about sixty. 60. The way it's scaled now. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, then, nah, forget it. Mm. Ridiculous. But the thing is, teaching, look, I don't want to be disrespectful, but you're <laughs> teaching from a curriculum. Yeah. Like, yeah. It's always teaching for a curriculum. If you go to a private school, they go outside the scope of the curriculum and teach them above and beyond it. But you go to a public school in Australia now. Yeah. Like, the, the amount of teachers I had, I went to a private school. Mm. I had a teacher that would just copy from a textbook. There you go. And be like, copy this down. Teachers well, they, in general, I don't think it's. I don't think that argument's safe anymore for private and public schools, man. I think they're both fucked. Oh no, I don't, I don't agree. I think some private schools will teach you how to think. Some, yeah. Now our public some. schools, some. Oh, our public schools are fucked. I can guarantee you. They that. They want you to become a sheep. Yeah, think no, what you're you, told to think. That's yeah, it. No, no, you're bred. You're bred to be in that sequential queue. You know, for whatever fucking. Yeah, get a job, job, feed your family, well, continue. Links yeah. back to what you guys were saying about the money. Correct. You know what do you mean? Well, like um, how. You know, the more money you have, yeah, the more kind of educated or open-minded you are. Well, your kids For, will be as your, well. Your kids will be, yeah. That's what I'm trying to say. Like, yeah. you know, a lot of pa- parents don't have the money to pay for... Uh, private schools. Like, my parents struggled, oh, man. Dude, my parents couldn't pay for private schools mm. if they tried, man. I think I went to semi-private. But even that, like, that was five, six grand a year. Yeah. And even that, my parents still to this day remind me 
Oh. It paid good money for you to go to a semi final. Sure, There's kids going down. What's that? Um, what's the one just on the water near in in, in the city? Oh, the, the Richmond Scotch. Um, no, yeah, Scotch, Scotch College. Twenty five a year. Scotch and um, twenty five k. St Kevin's. St Kevin's. Twenty five yeah. a year. K. Twenty five k. Fuck. At least. <laughs> but those you kids. Such a wog. <laughs> just because of the school they go to, they'll get a higher enter score. And instantly they'll get into a better sure. degree or oh, diploma. Dude, if you've got St. Kevin's yeah, on your resume as opposed no, to... No, it's, it's not just that. The, the school you go to will actually have an effect, a direct effect to your score, your enter score. Because how good your cohort does impacts how well you do. Yeah. It's not an individualized system. It's a, it's a cohort system. Is it's, it? It's fucked. Dude, dude, I, kids, I don't know. Kids, I, I'm, I'm completely, pleading ignorance here. I got kids, no idea. Kids who go to John Monash, 70% of them end up at Monash. Mm. Okay. You know how's, what I mean? How's so? Let's say we, uh, us three, were in a classroom. Oh my God, you're, can you imagine you're, that? You're ranked one. <laughs> you actually have to rank your kids from who you think is going to do the best to the last in the whole cohort, all of English. Okay, you're talking about like one. a teacher. Well, yeah, if it's English, it's the whole cohort, two hundred fifty kids. Yeah. You rank them from one to two fifty, and they almost go that way into their scores depending on how well they do in their final exam. Yeah. But if your number one person does shit then he'll pull everyone down because yeah. they, they can't obviously be there for your That's school's the testing school. through the year. So if your number one person does shit, they're like, well, maybe their testing or their grading system at school is easy. So we'll pull them down. But those Scotch College, Melbourne High, when you've yeah, got yeah, yeah. the cream of the crop, those kids all pull each other together. Yeah. yeah. They all end up doing really well, and then the whole thing, the cycle continues. You know what's crazy, man? I, I, I talked to a lot of teachers, yeah, and... um. They all say the same thing. Every t- I bring it up anytime I speak to someone during like report writing season or whatever, or even, mm. even if I'm just meeting someone for the first time and find out they're a teacher, and then I start talking about the craft or whatever. I ask them about report writing, and they f- all lose it. They're just fucking. Oh, I'm like, what's wrong? And like, I I know what's happening, and they're like, um, they can't write anything negative in their reports, like as in a kid. Yeah, is a piece of shit. Can it be constructive? No, nah. N- barely. Constructive, it, it can only be positive reinforcement. It cannot be negative in any for, sense. That's crazy. Dude, that is literally from prep up. You cannot give negative. I think that's wrong. No I negativity. Think you need that feedback. And even constructive criticism is too too much. You have to be have to have a positive spin on everything. Yeah, we're too politically correct now, Damien. Yeah. Everything's too politically Do you reckon correct. that's in private schools as well? I think it's even worse in private schools. Yeah. Your parent, if, if I know if my parents were paying twenty grand, they're like, <laughs> "Why aren't my kids' marks really high?" You tell me, teacher. Like, well, I'm not your fucking parent. I'm not yeah, your yeah, child. Yeah. They're doing the test, not me. Well, you fucking teach them harder. Yeah. Like, everything True, falls yeah. back on the. No one in this world now. We've all been taught to blame someone else. Yeah, that's, that's a real thing. You know, everyone <laughs> will blame someone else for their own problems. So yeah. if you've got someone to deflect it to, they'll deflect it to them, especially if they pay more. Yeah, we sort of see. You know what, that, that, it's funny because like you sort of expect results when you pay money. Correct. It doesn't matter what it is, your meal in a restaurant. Yeah. Uh, if you go to a restaurant, do you send food back? Have you ever sent food back in a restaurant? Of course. I haven't, no. Why haven't you ever sent Me? food back? Is I that... usually pick good food, a good, good taste. Oh, God. I'm, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a safe player. I won't go, yeah. if I go somewhere we new. We walk out of here, like, to get a kebab. <laughs> yeah, it's safe. I have. Actually, dude, I took my. And I'll tell you what. Who's making my kebab? I took my god sister around um, to the kebab van. Just You would have passed it at Marabin Station. Yeah. There's one just there on the corner as you come out onto the oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. She comes out from Sydney every now and then for work, and um, she hadn't seen the studio yet. She's been, like, yeah. listening to this for years. Mm. 
And um, last time she came down, I said, what do you feel like eating, blah, 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 and tossing up cuisines. And then I go, you feel like a kebab? She goes, yeah, swear. I go, this is what I'm thinking. Take it to the kebab van and then bring it here to us at the studio. Mm. Dude, that kebab van, they're always open, man. Summertime, they're open to fucking God knows when, man. And it's always people sitting outside, man. Dude, can't go past a kebab van, man. That's where you should eat your food. Let's get a kebab after, man. <laughs> Fucking oath. Calm down. I'm actually, dude, I've got to drive to Roxy on Tuesday to go see um, see some, a client, and I've made a meeting point with him, and then I said to him- Roxy Kebabs. Yeah, I said- I'll meet <laughs> They suggested some place, yeah, some coffee shop I haven't heard of. Yeah. I said, sweet, okay, if you get there early enough, I'll be the guy with the uh, finishing off a kebab from Roxy. <laughs> dude, Roxy's the best, man. Yeah, it's bomb. It's fucking yeah, bomb. Yeah, I've never had one, I don't think, from Roxy how can, Kebabs. How can you be an Arab and not have gone to Roxy Kebabs? Honestly, man, yeah, I, I think don't he Because I don't think you have family down there. No, we do. We do have family you down do. there. You do? We don't go often. Oh, I mean, okay. Like, my family would go often, <laughs> but we don't, we don't, as a kid, you don't go along with yeah. your family. You say, nah, nah, I'll stay home, you know? Next time you're there, man, stop by. Oh, we'll go specifically for a Roxy Kebab. to Roxy Kebabs. It's a pilgrimage. Dude, I drove up there once, and I was with another Arab, and she was cutting up uh, cucumbers and halloumi <laughs> as Ooh. we were driving up. Literally, like, we made it the road, yeah, yeah. man. Cucumber halloumi rolls in um, Arabic bread, just mm. like crap. As we're driving to Rocks, is to open up the appetite. <laughs> <laughs> it's a 45-minute drive, man. It's far. See, if we went, we'd be rolling something else up. <laughs> Dude, it's another world, Get the man. munchies. Actually, that's that's curious, man, because you guys are from the south, the extreme southeast, yeah? Extreme. How often do you, I mean, you don't go up there. Uh, isn't you, I know you go every now and then. You don't go up to that side at all? To the north? Yeah. No, not it's often, like northwest. Even my family north. don't go up often. Like, they, they, my mum has a lot of family there. Even yeah. my dad does. They probably go once a month or so, but other family members would probably go more yeah. from my related family. My parents, I don't know why, they've just don't it's go bit, off It's a bit often. of an effort, man. Mm. Like an hour and a half. <laughs> it's an effort. Some people can't be fucked. <laughs> <laughs> You're such a wog. <laughs> yeah. But this is the one thing my dad tells me, and why I'm so grateful we live in the southeast. He said, why the fuck would I leave Iraq and go live with the Arabs? Bad. <laughs> we left this country so we could get away from them. <laughs> We're going to go back and join them? Yeah, actually. Like, you, you'll find it, the more populated the Arabs are, the more density it is, the suburb, the more problems there are. Of course. Of course there are. You can't shit without Fucking someone hell. knowing what you're doing, man. Actually, that's true. And you know what? <laughs> <laughs> flush the toilet. Yeah. Michael, you know what I'm Do you hear the toilet flush and someone's knocking on the door, man? No, no, dude, I swear. Yeah, it's weird too because I mean, oh, you, you go to the shopping center, man. You'll be like, fucking hearing conversations about cancer, you know? Like, yeah, no, I'm, like nothing censored. It's, like, it's like me going to Oakley, man. It's all Greeks, mm. yeah. standard, yep. standard. Yeah, I can't get out of there in time because literally everyone's stopping you to talk shit. But if you notice with the Arabic community, man, there's a hub going around Mentone, Mordialic, like Parkdale, like all those areas, mm. and then it swings back up to the bay. Now, recently, it's more narry, narry and all that. Mm. And now you guys are confirming what I'm saying. The hub of it is all Tomo, Brody, Chicana, like all that side, right? North. The, the heads that I know in Mentone, Morty, all those areas said the same thing to me. When they came here, they, they found out where the Arabs were and then moved as far away as they could. <laughs> Mentone by the beach, by the water. Yeah. Beautiful. Now they're moving to Nari because Mentone and Morty is very, very expensive and it's sort yeah. of, it's all become, uh, uh, 
gentrified with the Arabs, quasi-Arabs that have been here for 20, 30 years. Yep. So now they're going to Nari, where the property's still all right, and still it's right. literally a polar opposite to the north, man. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> it's beautiful. Man. Nari's beautiful. Isn't yeah, it? Nari's the place to be. It's too far for me, man. I can't. It's just... It's Maybe it's because, like, we grew up around that area. Yeah, yeah. you got your life around just, there. I don't. Mm. But see, Yours I, is more Oakley, Moorabbin. Yeah, but see, I grew up with family in the north, man. I've got cousins ah, in Preston. Go. So ah. used to it. Um, I've got friends up as far as Rip, uh, Rip and Lee, uh, Reza, Lake. Like, I talked to... And, dude, I talked ah. to heads from all over, and, and they start to, I ask them where they're from, and I'll say something like Campbellfield or ah, whatever. Man. I'm like, yeah, man. This I go, so- well, my boys lives in Dallas. <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean? I'm like, yeah, man. I know where we're at. Bro, this, yeah. time, this time last year, I was... Um, I was living with my uncle in Carlton because uh, I had uni in Bandura. Mm. Yeah. So Bandura's close to like Roxy, Cram, yeah, Craigie Burn. Yeah, north and then a bit over. Bro, I hated my life. <laughs> For that one year, I fucking hated my life. <laughs> That's it. Why? Because I had a couple of mates around there. Yeah. And there was literally nothing to do. Either. Around the city? No, 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 no. No, no, I'll no, drive no, down around to the north. The, Bundura, the north. Bundura I, is north, north, man. Like it's it's not Craigieburn. It's further across. It's towards um, uh, Mill Park. It's past Mill Park and Laylaw. Yeah. It's further over. Yeah, 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 yeah. So if you go all the way up and you've got like Craigieburn at the top of Broadie and all that shit, mm. and you go further east across that side, that's where Bundura is. Yeah. There's nothing there, man. The uni there, it's just, dude, it's burnt out road, like. Fields around it, man. That's near Mill Park, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah I've worked so there before. You go to Mill Park and then just keep going up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah you that were place there. Scares me, man. I was there, man. <laughs> Fuck, I couldn't handle it. For me, the big thing is the water. The fact that they're so far from the beach, isn't it? Yeah, true, man. Dude, hundred percent. You live in Nari. How long does it take to get to the beach? I'm in Dandy North. Thirty now. minutes. Oh, Dandy uh, North. Yeah, Twenty minutes. Twenty minutes. Yeah. I've I live in Noble. And it takes, I've ridden to the beach on a bike in 35, 40 minutes. What, down the Eastlink Trail? Far out. No, no, down, oh. uh, straight down Springy Road. Straight oh, yeah. down. Really? Yeah, no shit. Dude, and this was a mountain bike in the summer. Huh? Mordialic? I, I used to go to Morty when I was in Clayton. But yeah. now, like, for me to get to Edie, straight down Springy Road, it takes me about two minutes to get to Springy Road. So Crazy. If I drive, I can get there in 15 minutes, like, legit. Yeah, like, easy. Nothing. Yeah, it's close as. I can ride my bike there, man. I haven't done it on a road bike yet. That's what I'm actually waiting for. And someone yeah. get fitter. I've recently yeah. bought a road bike. Yeah, we'll go I for love a cruise. It. Yeah, done. You're Danny North, man. I'll be, I'll north. be in your house, dude. I've ridden the mountain bike from my house to Endeavour Hills, just past mm. no. So basically, all 10, the way 15. down. Yeah, yeah. And that's taken me, yeah, like whatever, like nothing. Like mm. it's it's doable for yeah. sure. On a road bike, it'd be a lot easier. But it's fifteen, twenty, twenty-five. Yeah, to get down at the beach. How long do you reckon it takes to get from, like, say, Tomo all the way down to the water? And the closest oh, no. water... The closest is St. Kilda. Dude, St. Kilda or even further out around the bay. Like, yeah. yeah. It, and what kind of water is that, man? Altona. Fucking disgusting. Yeah, <laughs> just the suburb in itself. Yeah. Altona. <laughs> you just laugh. But that's all oil slicks and junkies. Mm, yeah. You know what I mean? They're only starting to rip up all the housing along Williamstown now, yeah, like, yeah, in the yeah. last five years. But... That's oil slick water, man. That's not the beach. The beach yeah. is Edie, Morty. Yeah. Like, that's the coast where it's, yeah. it's actual it's families. Nice. Yeah. You know what I mean? Can you imagine that in the middle of summer, like waking up and it's like, all right, we're going to take the kids to the beach. And, it's, and then you think about it. <laughs> Fuck me dead. Like, <laughs> load the car up with shit, deal with the little bastards, throw them in the car, then you dr- get in the car and just drive. 
How long? How far, no, Dad? Like, <laughs> you shut up. <laughs> just driving in the sun. Then you get to Edithvale. No parking, because of course there's not going to be any yeah, parking. Of course, no. So you've already, by this point, you've been in the car for about an hour and 20 minutes, man. You have to deal with everyone's nagging and all this shit. You're sweating, you're hot. No parking. You're doing laps for about an hour. No. By this point, <laughs> dude, if you left at midday and you got there at one one thirty, that's a good run. <laughs> you're looking for parking for another hour. <laughs> that's 2.30. You haven't eaten. You're sweating balls. Your car's <laughs> over. You're just about to crack it. And that's when you see the dudes pull up to the side of the road and you just go... <laughs> it's not even worse. The, the mother gets out. <laughs> You have some kids, literally, the bag goes flying out, and the car just, just disappears. It's like, I'll find parking, I'll find you. Yeah, where? Yeah. That's what my dad used to do. <laughs> Drop you off and fucking run. Yeah. But you understand it, man. Yeah, yeah, no, definitely. Oh, dude, I'm getting anxiety just thinking about that. I don't live in Broad Meadows, man. Mm. But then you th- it goes back again to the freedom and the luxury of ha- affording a, a, a more comfortable lifestyle. Yep. And then you have to start thinking about compassion that you're going to have for yep. people in that situation. You can think about every kid that would have turned around to their dad. This is before the Western Ring Road. This is before East, uh, E-Tags and shit. Can you picture any fucking kid growing up in like the 80s or 90s, even the early 2000s, turns around to his dad on a Sunday, like at 10 o'clock after they finished breakfast. Dad, can we go to the beach? No. Like, <laughs> and then he's a prick. He's an asshole to the, like... In the in his kids' eyes. Do your homework. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. But why? It's like, I want to go to the beach. All my friends are at the beach. Why can't we go to the beach? He's just doing the maths in his head. He's thinking, fuck that for a joke. Yeah. <laughs> like, drive uh-huh. fucking out. You guys know you'll get a cold. Yeah. In the middle of fucking summer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nah, that's why the prices around our areas are much more expensive. Like, you go Narry Warren, you go three bedroom, let's say half half an acre. Yeah. You'll pay what, five fifty, six hundred at least? That's cheap though. That's cheap. That's cheap. That's you very go cheap. Broad Meadows, dude, you're 15 minutes, dude, a two story, two, a, a double story, two bedroom townhouse in Noble Park will cost you five, five fifty. Yeah. There you go, Legit. and and you're at least forty five minutes away from the city, at least from on, on a good run. No, from Noble, let's say that house. Oh no, from Noble, nah, you can get to you can get to the city in twenty five minutes, man. Twenty put traffic in there. Traffic? It's another story. Traffic, Mo- Monash Mosh Pit. Is, oh, Monash is fine. Throw it out the window. Yeah. You catch a train though, it'll take you yeah, twenty five, thirty minutes if the trains are working. Then don't look, man. Yeah. All right. They're going all right. I catch it every day as well. I was looking fine. at jobs in the city, man, and everyone's big argument was, oh, if the trains are working. Mm. Dude, the trains aren't working once no, you're every... No, you're not wrong. Like, I, I walk to Yarraman Station, catch a train. I get from door to door in about an hour if the trains don't fuck with me. <laughs> <laughs> it's the train. If they're not delayed, if they're not waiting for someone else, you're all good. Dude, you're all fucking the drivers good. Drivers are hanging out there having a durry when it pulls up. It, oh, it's him. <laughs> it gets to, gets to just past Caulfield where you can't get off. Ah, uh, and it just stuck. Ladies and gentlemen, we're going to be having a bit of an issue here. And this guy, oh, for fuck's sake. <laughs> 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 Dude, Yarraman isn't far from me, man. No, no, no like, we're close. You can't say forty minutes, an uh, hour from there, door to door. That's pretty good, man. A door to door, an hour. Look, I was doing door to door from Noble, and it was taking me less than that, man. But bloody, how long have you been catching the train? Long time. Oh, <laughs> like recently, a couple months. Every day. Yeah. Like five days. Every day. We're going to work, yeah. Yeah. An hour. What time do you normally take off? 
I catch a 747 from Yarraman. I walk there. Yeah, yeah, see, that's your problem, man. Catch the catch the 10 past 8. You'll probably get there in 20 minutes. <laughs> Why? Dude, you ca- are they express trains? Yeah, just as much. Go skips Caulfield to Maybe South they are Arab. profiling Arabs, man. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> <laughs> nah, that, there's, that's there's... all the security checks they're doing while this guy's on the train. <laughs> just going slow, stopping at Richmond for no reason whatsoever. <laughs> yeah, what, what was that? When, um, a couple months ago, they, they halted the whole train system because there was a guy with a guitar. Were you, were you on the train system no, no, that no, day? No, no, no. He had a guitar case. Yeah. It was a busker. It was a fucking like poor yeah. person busking, and they thought he was a terrorist. Do you know why? Because it looked like you. No, of course. Bull fucking they shit. They stopped the whole fucking thing, man. They brought the SWAT, SWAT team in. Every fucking thing. This guy had no how idea. Can, how can you assume? How can you fucking assume? People Racial scared, prejudice, man. dude. What do you mean, how? It's fear. He's playing a fucking guitar, and he's got a long beard. Well, no, he hadn't got the guitar out. He was walking with it. He just looked scary. Some people described him as scary looking. They called, they called... That's the fear in the world, man. Fuck, we've been, <laughs> they've all been brainwashed. See, what the irony is, is that if he was on uh, The Voice or fucking one of those piece of shit shows, mm. he'd be like Australia's fucking darling. Greatest achievement. And they would probably try and pin some bullshit sob story on him, how he's like a battler. Of course. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Like the, to make him more emotionally him, attached. Him, attached. the hipster from fucking Brunswick, man. <laughs> 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 Worked in a fucking, uh, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. a, what's it called? Like a micro brewery or fucking something. <laughs> <laughs> No, legit, dude. Nah, craft beer. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> craft beer or fucking the, the coffee houses. You know, you pay yeah, yeah, yeah. $80 for a cup of coffee. Dude, legit, I'm telling you now, that it's, that's what pisses me off about this, this country, man. Hmm. The fact that they take the extremes and they polarize them to suit their agenda with it, because it's all well, marketing. They, they, they want an audience, man. Yeah. They want to sell. Well, they've got a platform. Well, like TV shows and shit, yeah. They've got the platform. Of course. <laughs> do, you, do you watch that show, um, Here Come the Habibs? I I saw the commercial for that and I felt just the cringe and I just was embarrassed, man. Embarrassed. I'm not even Arabic, man. I felt Mm. embarrassed. It it doesn't represent. It's disgusting, man. It does not represent. It was disgusting. Mm. And that's how I used to scream people out, man. Every time I'd be at a party or someone introduced me to someone and then like the commercial for it would come on in the background. It was like a YouTube ad or some shit. Oh my God, it's the best. I was like, (laughs) yeah, man. And I just walk off. It was Mm. too much. Mm. I can't. Yeah, well, it's the audience, man. Like, most of the population on Australia are just white Australians. You know what I mean? So, like, sure. they want to... Ad- <laughs> Where do you they, live, They bro? obviously want to adjust. <laughs> You're in Dandy North. You know what I'm talking about, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they obviously want to adjust. You know what I mean? Just like uh, how we were talking about the names. Yeah. Yeah, people like to... Yeah, but then the thing that shits me is they sell themselves out... They make they debase themselves with the lowest form of caricature of their culture. That's that's what happens when you get offered yeah, quite a bit of coin. Then you're <laughs> dancing man. Yeah, I know, I know. It's the same mm. as um, like with Americans, how they call them Uncle Tom's. You know what I mean? Mm. Or like the House Boys. Like yeah, like uh, you remember Django Unchained? Yeah, mm. yeah. Remember uh, Samuel L. Jackson's character, mm. the yeah. mm-hmm. Uncle Tom? He was a black dude who was literally just the pet of like the the thing because he had his cushy lifestyle. Mm. Dude, if you're an Arab or any minority and you're debasing yourself to the lowest common denominator of that culture and you're doing it consistently, it's one thing to be just a little trigger point of your repertoire. Like, I mm. get that. Like, mm. it's okay, big deal. I do character voices on this podcast, man. It doesn't mean I'm... It's just a joke. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But to make that all you are, not only are you selling yourself short, you're also... You're, you're fucking yourself over because you're typecasting yourself. As in forever, you're going to be that... And you're fucking the Dude. rest of us over. Yeah. yeah. 
dude, like Effie, Mary Kustis, man. Mm. You know, she played Effie in the late 80s, man. Acropolis Now was a show that was out in the fucking mid to late 80s. I remember it when I was a kid. It was one of my earliest memories. That show went on for however many years. Then, you know, there was the Wog Boy, and then there was all the other shows and shit like that, and then you had all the other dudes coming back with whatever. That pizza. Yeah. <laughs> that, that was representative of the Lebos and the Arabs in, in, in the Sydney. You yeah. know what I mean? That was mm. essentially... That pizza was essentially Acropolis Now 2.0. Yeah. Like... Sydney spec Lebos, mm. right? As opposed to <laughs> Melbourne spec Greeks. <laughs> no, legit, dude. Yeah. No, you're right. right. But Mary Kustas played that fucking character. She's been playing her for fucking 30, 40 years, man. And that's all she's ever done. No one has ever known any other character. You know what I mean? Mm. For me, she might be a really talented actor. She might be a really talented whatever. I've only ever seen Effie. And for me, it's insulting. Yeah. yeah. Dude, move on. For sure. You know what I mean? But these are the racial stereotypes that, like you said, they're um they're what sort of fucking uh, they, they sell. Yeah, but it's not even this. It's a cheap win, man. It's a cheap gag. Yeah, and they don't want to invest. Uh, this is a big thing, man. Investing. It's. I always say that. Yeah, it's been a big argument, a conversation piece on this podcast as far as Australian media not investing in independent shit in whatever outside of the norm, right? Mm. I mean, the last guy we had on it was a home and away actor. Yeah, yeah, mm. and he spoke about it. Can I ask you a question? No. <laughs> no. He asked the question. Fuck you. <laughs> um. <laughs> Can, why did you even ask me? That was a question. Just listen, man. Yeah. Fuck. You may speak. <laughs> so Yellow, you're, right? you're a fucking, you're a Greek, yeah? No. <laughs> <laughs> the big fake Greek wedding. Oh. Do you reckon that represents the Greek culture? 100%. Are you for real, man? <laughs> no, in your really? perspective, yeah? Like, does it... Does it fill out all the criteria? Does he come to Habib's fill out all the criteria? <laughs> Good response. <laughs> Sorry, man. <laughs> no, great. <laughs> I'm just asking you a question, bro. I'm asking you a question. I'm asking you a question. You answer me. Dude. Yeah, I- of course. <laughs> stereotype sale, man. That's a stereotype. That. That's a stereotype. But you, hey, stereotypes generally exist because they're true to okay. an extent. You know what? Here's a stereotype. I have to say that. Here's a stereotype, okay? Arabic kids are pushed by their parents to, to achieve high marks in school yeah. and get a formal education, yeah? Generally true. Generally true. Asians are bad drivers. <laughs> Generally true. Again, again, an Eastern, an Eastern minority whose parents push them to get a higher education, you know? Yeah. Not legit, mm. yeah? Dude. You have an Arabic background, yeah? What are your qualifications as far as schooling? Advanced diploma, mechanical engineering, and an associate's degree. Okay. And now a bachelor. You're doing a bachelor's in engineering? In engineering. Okay, and Mr. Uh, lawyer Y here. Lawyer <laughs> 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 so, oh, I've done uh, law with honours and economics with distinction. Okay, so these are two stereotypes that ring true. Yeah, yeah. This is the truth. This is the other thing, though, yeah? That stereotype that I just described, who's aware of that stereotype? Mm. I don't know. Other Arabs. Yeah. Do you think Westerners are aware of that stereotype? No. No. You know what stereotype does exist? Fucking, here come the Habibs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Every dude, every Arabic guy is a hoonhead or a drug dealer or, or is a, yeah, a terrorist or, or is a bouncer at a club. Mm. But I'm aware of that stereotype because I... All my Arabic friends, most of them have fucking higher education. Yeah. Legit. Mm. I'm aware of that stereotype, but most people aren't. That's the whole point. So stereotypes, uh, 
There are stereotypes that remain within the community, and then there are stereotypes that are appropriated and then expanded on for the progression of something else, mm. something greater. Do you think they could make a show about Arabs with higher educations? They've done that. Not in this country, though. So, like, why do you think the big fake Greek wedding sold? Why was it so popular? Because it, it literally appealed to the lowest common denominator, the people that go to the fucking movies. The people, mm. the people of that denominator will spend money. That's, that's the thing. Who are those people? Bored people at home. No, but I'm talking Generally about... looking for a buzz. What kind, are they Greeks or are they different ethnicities? Westerners. Westerners. But how come they wouldn't like the, the traditional, like, that's instead not of funny. the stereotypical? Because a, a, a theatre, mm. a theatre will not, a, a production company will not invest money to appeal to, you know, fucking 20 million Greeks and then pot potentially tap into maybe a couple thousand as opposed to making a broadly... Uh, entertaining film yeah. with cheap gags and shit yeah, I agree, like that. For sure. And then appeal to a broad audience. That movie fucking sold out everywhere, man. Everywhere. It wasn't just Greeks that watched it. Every fucking everyone watched it. Everyone except me. Yeah. <laughs> I refuse to do what, it. So you've never seen it? I've seen scenes. Because people will be like, you need to see this, you need to see that and I'd watch it. I'm like, how is that fucking funny, man? Yeah. <laughs> like seriously. Mm. Like some of the shit was like funny, as in like um I remember there's a scene where he's asked him what something means and it meant wanker or some shit. I can't remember what. It, mm. Or like I have. Yeah, I remember that. I can't remember. It was some yeah, some, yeah, yeah. some gag. And I thought, yeah, that's funny. But it would work in any fucking any culture. It would yeah. just be Greek. That's a that's a generic joke. Yeah. Make a joke about another language and then fill in the gap, and then just have it repeat. And there's your joke. You can do it in Arabic. You can do it in Swahili. For sure. It doesn't matter. Yep. Then there's a joke about the fucking Windex. Uh, the old man in the Windex. Mm. People <laughs> say, "Oh, does Windex work or anything?" I'm like, "What are you talking about?" Dude, that, that was my first response. My big fat Greek wedding, the dudes can win it. Like, <laughs> be fucking insane. I've never heard of that ever. It was all Windex. Dude, I've never heard any Greek ever say Windex fixes everything. Unless, no, it's a, unless it's an American thing. Could be. I've never yeah, heard about be. it. You know, actually, fun fact, we have the highest rate of Greeks and Italians out of Europe. Yeah. That, dude, it's... Yeah? Yeah, it's um, dude. It's I always have this argument with Greeks in Oakley, like uh, fob Greeks, when they start saying to me that they want to head back because there aren't enough Greeks here or some shit. They're not around the culture enough, and I laugh. I go, dude, you're going to head back to less Greeks? What yeah. do you mean? I go, it's all and I say, where do you come from? And one of them was specifically from Patra. Yeah, yeah. It's a coastal city yeah, on the yeah, on the, yeah. on the yeah. east. Okay, you're going to go to Patra to find more Greeks. Let me tell you something, my friend. It's Athens, Salonika, Melbourne, then Patra as far as population. Mm. What? And then, like, his mate started laughing at him. He's like, yeah, he's actually right. <laughs> yeah. Head down. Like, you're a dumb cunt. For sure. You're a dumb cunt. <laughs> that, that's the beautiful part about Melbourne. Like, we have the best pizza in the world. How fucked is that? Yeah. That's, um, they did, like, a... What do you call it? That's, that's how... I love it. That's why we're lucky, because we're the best <laughs> in the world. No, I swear to God. <laughs> <laughs> Who's God? Yeah. Oh, that, that was, hang nah, on. No, they, they were like these high-class... <laughs> hang on. There was these high-class high judges that went around. Went around the world. Nah, Melbourne's amazing. We should have won but, the best city in the world again, or the most livable again. Didn't we get this it this year? year? Nah, Vienna. Vienna's won it the last three years. We've come second. You, you, guys, you guys have been around, you know, like what around you, what the world. What are you saying, man? <laughs> Where have you seen me? <laughs> that wasn't no, me. no, no. You guys. <laughs> it wasn't me, bro. 
No, what do you mean? Oh, we've travelled. You guys have... Yeah, exactly. Yeah, we Cultured. have. <laughs> I get faux most nights at uh, Springbank. <laughs> it's actually... Actually, if, if you were cultured, you know it's fur. Yeah, it's fur. It's yeah, fur. It's fur. Yeah, so why would you pronounce it faux if you know it's pronounced Because the, the, name on the, the name on the shop said faux. What was it? How... Is it... It's F... P-H-O. It's fur. Yeah, I, I know, but why did he call it halloumi and not fucking... What's no, it Jibna, when he said... Uh, what did you say? Rubda? How do you Gupta. say cheese? That's just cheese. That's not halloumi cheese. That's just cheese in general, he said. Oh, okay. I didn't know that. Well, that's oh, why yeah. I asked the question. <laughs> you're yeah, you're saying about the... You're fucking food. lying. <laughs> 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 that okay. specific one we call Gupta Dalkosh. Oh, really? Yeah. Cool. You didn't know that? No, so he speaks uh, Chaldean. Oh, Aramaic. Aramaic. Like, the Aramaic that's spoken now. Yeah. Whereas I, my dad does too, because he's Chaldean. Yeah. But my mum's from Muslim, so she just speaks Arabic. Straight Arabic. So... That's something I've been reading about a lot, man, about straight regional, Arabic. regional Arabic. Colloquial, yeah. Yeah, depending on where you're from. Yeah, so like when we... Because le- we left Iraq when I was born. I was like three months old. My parents, I think they had the choice of do we teach them... Surah or Chaldean, yeah. or do we teach them Arabic? And obviously they thought Arabic's more useful. Yeah, it's universal. My mum didn't know Surah or Chaldean as much as well. Yeah. So they just taught us Arabic. And even my Arabic's not that strong. Yeah. But I, a lot of the Chaldean words. See, I, yeah. I brought this up when I saw him the last time, man. We are talking about... I, I, had a, I had a guy on here a couple of weeks ago. Well, it was longer than that. It was probably over a month. More than that. What am I talking about? I forgot to set the time, man. Seriously. Um, we were talking about the Middle East, and he said, what other culture, what other ethnicity in the world shares, has the privilege of having 15 nation states? Like, you know, established nation states, recognized. Mm-hmm. And that Iraqi, I said the same thing to the Iraqi yesterday, the, the trucky. He said, it's actually more, it's 22. I'm like, really? He goes, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. There are no other nation, no other ethnic, like, identity that shares that amount, like, yeah, to have 15 or 22 established nation states across a, a thing. Mm. Yeah. And I've said this to Arabic uh, friends of mine. Okay, I can't imagine what it would be like to actually be able to speak a language, outside of English, obviously, where I can communicate with millions of people, different wakes of life, different mm. everything. Because, I mean, you compare Chippos to Lebos to, you know, fucking Sudanese or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They everyone, speak Arabic. Everyone speaks Arabic. different dialect. Yeah. To me, that's amazing. You know what I mean? It's like when I go traveling and I speak in English and I can communicate with people. You know what I mean? Mm. But to be able to talk intimately with people from, like I said, every, everywhere, that's insane. Yeah. Absolutely insane to me. Mm. I had a friend who learned, her father was Turkish, her mother was uh, Iranian. She learned how to speak English because her father would only speak to her in English. She learned how to speak Farsi because her mother would only speak to her in Farsi. Oh, wow. And she learned Turkish because her parents would speak to each other in Turkish. Wow. That's crazy. Yeah. Languages straight away. Yeah. Yeah. Man, something about um, being bilingual is that your perception of time changes. What do you mean? Like with languages, right? If you were to say, say you were to start the the start time, the start watch, whatever. The stopwatch. Start, if you start at a stopwatch. A st- yeah, there you go. <laughs> I've seen this guy's face. Fucking Just watching it. I'm losing it. <laughs> I'm losing it. <laughs> if you've got a stopwatch, right? Yeah, I'm following. You start it, and then you go, you tell me when you start it, obviously. Uh-huh. And I have to guess. A minute. A minute. There you go. <laughs> 
So if you're bilingual, like this is research they've done in some studies. Is you're, this just phantom facts? No, nah, yeah, this is <laughs> this is legit. We can back um, this up with stats. Yeah, I was going to say, should I Google this? I'm going to bust you on some shit that you have no idea what you're talking about. Yeah, hear me <laughs> up. <laughs> go for it. Yeah. No, no, go, go. I trust you. No, I trust you. Like, I'm not going to debunk your shit yet. They, they say you're more rational. Yeah. You're Dude, more rational? I, deb- I debunked him on this exact topic uh, when I last saw him. You yeah, let me finish? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Pardon, monsieur. <laughs> go, go. Um, <laughs> you would probably guess that one minute more accurately than someone who only speaks one language. Why is that? It's just, just the way it works. Yeah, but for why? some reason. How does time have anything to do with language? They did a study where they got, like, people who were bilingual and people who weren't. Yeah. How big was the sample size? That I don't know. Did you see, did you see my tweet? <laughs> I put my uh, tweet up the other day, uh, yesterday. You didn't see it? I'll find it. Read it. <laughs> what did it say? Hang on. Um, has uh, anyone out there ever met anyone who partook in a survey that went on to become a national statistic? Okay. That's legit. You see, like your study, yeah? yeah? Bilingual people. We're all bilingual. Yeah. We were never reached out to. How do you get to be part of that group? All these focus groups that they build national stats. This is my follow-up, yeah? Seriously. Uh, every time it's a mob of 40,000... <laughs> this is what I wrote, man. So forgive me. It's a mob of 40,000 people in focus groups answering questions about pubic hair that set government policy. I'll give a thread to meet a single confirmed surveyee. Right? That's legit. Like, these surveys can often go on and establish policies, man. Yeah. Policies, whether they're, they're government policies, whether they're you know, corporate policies. Yeah. It's the survey. Survey says. And, survey says. Yeah, survey says. Ding, 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 ding. <laughs> and then they use that to base, okay, well, you know, 80% said uh, they feel uncomfortable. So from now on, toilet stores, doors all the way to the floor, and uh, they're all unisex. Oh, whatever. Mm. I'm just saying. Yeah. Where do we get the stats from? You know, 80% of all stats <laughs> well, are, are wrong. 80% of all stats are wrong. Which that 80% that I just said could be wrong. Yeah, so there, there's a study in economics <laughs> where... Okay, so, so that was the fake uh, stat, now this is the real stat. No, well, this is, this is a study we did in one of my subjects in economics. Engineering of, versus law. No, <laughs> economics. <laughs> how, how do you make a statistic or a measurement of something accurate and you can't the answer is as you said you can't you can never know if something's going to be correct but what you can do and this is as you know like you can measure the confidence in something so we can be 90 95% confident that this statistic is correct based on x sample size yeah so you can always measure things on a basis of confidence, but For people sure. walk around and say, oh, I know this is a fact. Uh, we only know something's a fact until it gets debunked, and then it's like, oh, look, we got a fucking new fact, and just more and more and more. So, But there were things that were facts 100 years ago that no longer are. Yeah, but that's normal. That's society. That's the mm. progression of society. That's just what you expect. You yeah. learn less how we evolve. Exactly. That's why you should always be open to learning. Yeah. Yeah. Always. But who's who's open to learning? I am. What percentage people of people who aren't stubborn? We are. Yeah, we, we represent are. three people in the <laughs> city of... It's a big sample size, man. <laughs> yeah, we represent the minority. <laughs> <laughs> the progressive minority. No, but honestly, think about that number right there, right?